The Random Fandom with Brandon and Brandon podcast is brought to you by... Oh, hey, 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 how's it going? Hey, you know, online cocaine ordering has been uh, a little bit difficult up until this point, but as of right now, online cocaine ordering just got a lot easier. Introducing Instagrams, not Instagram, but Instagrams. It's the best way when you need a quick fix of a little cocaine, like you need your quick fix right now. Check us out where the Amazon of blow, the eBay of Freebase, and 1-800-Flowers of Powder. Seas.com has your candy orders, but Instagrams.com, we got your nose candy orders. That's right. Oh, shit, man. Check this out. Our shit will have you doing like backflips onto chainsaws, and then when you're at the ER later to recover from your injuries, you're going to be screwing all the nurses. You're going to have so much good stuff in your system. It's going to be awesome. Trust me. I've done it like six times because you're going to get your shit so fast. We're 100% employee owned and fully blown. So our delivery services around the clock, 24 hours, and it's so fast it will arrive in minutes, like literally minutes. Even if you're in the fucking ocean, it doesn't matter. Come on, man. Get some of this. Know a bloke who needs some coke? Well, have a happy ending because we're going to get you all the coke you need. 1-800-I-don't-know-what-the-fuck-I-just-said. Instagrams.com. If dust is a must in your life, then you got to go to Instagrams.com. I'm out of here. i got to go. Bye. You've heard about all these gay conversion methods and therapies, right? Well, have you wondered why they're just not working and in some cases being outlawed? That's because they're trying to fix people from the inside out. I'd like to tell you about an all-natural approach to gay conversion that actually works. It's called Straight Shooter. At Straight Shooter, we fix people from the outside in by taking them hunting in the woods. Nothing is more heterosexual than shooting a defenseless animal for sport with your guy friends, all in the serene setting of God's manliest outdoor splendor, the forest. Forget about pray the gay away, because you'll be hunting. So now you can slay the gay away. Plus, you'll learn essential survival skills like pitching a tent. Guns are included at no extra cost because it's our God-given Second Amendment right to let anybody use them. But when you're fully loaded, make sure you don't point that thing at your fellow man. That's what got you in here in the first place. We'll teach you how and where to properly shoot your load. This proven, week-long retreat has changed lives. Here's what a recent graduate of Straight Shooter had to say. I used to have thoughts of other men when I would lay with my wife. Now, I just want to hit her like a normal straight man. Thank you. And here's another success story from a recent program member. (laughs) I just killed a deer. It's time to get out of the closet and into the forest and sign up today for Straight Shooter. Get ready to slay the gay away at straightshooter.com. If you'd like to know more about this wonderful program, Straight Shooter, please visit the website, straightshooter.com. We'll send you an informational brochure at no cost or obligation to you. Plus, we'll send you a DVD copy of the 2007 film Shooter, starring Mark Wahlberg. Hey, you found us. We're back with you for the 56th time. Thanks for listening and tuning in to the Random Fandom with Brandon and Brandon Podcast. We're the Brandons, and today it's our first episode of the summer. Hooray. Kids are out. Summer's officially here. It's summertime, just like Will Smith and DJ Jazzy Jeff told us about. Was that? Yeah. A long time ago. (laughs) 
That was a while ago. And it's been a while since we've been with you. And today we're talking, getting back into it all, uh, specifically about Solo. We, like most of you, have seen it, and we're going to share our thoughts. And at the time of this recording, we're just basically on the eve, the build-up week to E3, which is a fun time for all you gamers. And we're going to talk about what we know is going to be there and what we want to be there. Anything else? I don't think so. I'm just excited to talk a little bit about E3 and and speculate on what we might be seeing there. We're going to have a speculation sensation. Ah, speculation ejaculation. Well, maybe. If the right things come to fruition, yeah. Provides the sensation. And then I'm excited about Solo. I mean, we've already seen it, but I mean, we never really talked it over. Purposely so, so we could actually have this first organic discussion, even if it's a week or two later. But But, that gives everyone hopefully enough time to have seen it by the time they're listening to this so they can share their own opinions and and thoughts. so that we can do a spoiler podcast. This is totally a spoiler-full podcast. But we want to end on that. So first, we need to get into E3. Okay, all hands on controllers, all hands on deck. It is our video games discussion centered this year, this year, this time around this year's E3 which is about to happen. And I've got a confirmed list of some of the showcases that we're going to be uh, awaiting yep. in just a few short days. Let's go over the list real quick in alphabetical order. First, we have Anthem. Then it's Battlefield 5. Beyond Good and Evil 2. Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Yeah, Death Stranding. Mm, how many more times are we going to see that before we're it actually... We're going to keep seeing it. Yeah, 2020, you're still seeing previous... Ah, sorry, getting ahead of myself. The Division 2, we got... Um, Ghost of Tsushima... Kingdom Hearts 3, The Last of Us Part 2. And rounding out the category of confirmed stuff, Rage 2, which we've already been wetted, our our whistle, our appetite's been wetted for that. Mm -hmm. Never mind what I'm trying to say. We had a teaser trailer. Thank you. Spider-Man, which is looking cooler and cooler. Rounding it out, we've got Super Smash Brothers for Switch and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Where do we want to start? What here are you most excited about seeing? I'm going to kind of put this in terms of putting my mouth where my money is because Uh ultimately I'm going to want to play these games. Yeah, what are you going to buy? Let's put it that way. So I'm going to phrase this in like a buy two, get one free. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's not how that works, but okay. Shut up. It's fine. If I had to buy two. uh, mm. Wait, wouldn't get one free? (laughs) Well, sometimes Target runs out of ad, like buy two select games, get one free. Yeah, For new games? Go ahead. You don't look as much as I do. And this is not to say other games that we know, well, we knowingly think or thinkingly know will be on the list, like a Red Dead Redemption 2, but just right. going We're off pretty what... Sure, and we know Fallout 76, which we've had some yeah. teasers for. We know that's going to be there, but it's not on the confirmed list. So we were, we want to just go over the confirmed list yeah. first. And not all these games are going to be immediately available or even ready to play by the end of this year or maybe even next year. But if all things being equal... Uh, I could tell you, Division 2, not really high up on my list. Kingdom Hearts, I'm not a Kingdom Hearts player. I can certainly admire the franchise. Have and I you know ever been? I tried playing the first one back when. See, I have back never like- played a Kingdom Hearts game. They never appealed to me. But there's something about having such a long-lasting franchise with a really strong player base that I just kind of go, you know, maybe I'm missing out on something. So there is something about this Kingdom Hearts game that is intriguing me, and I I figure if I can jump in at any point, maybe I should jump in at this one. So I'm curious to see a little bit more of the gameplay. Cool. That being the case, let me yeah, uh, let finish circulating my thoughts. Uh, I would probably say Anthem looks like it's going to be something I mm-hmm. would pick up, and I hope to see more to hopefully confirm that 
kind of done with Call of Duty, especially with this new one like we talked about in the last recording. Not really feeling the Battlefield 5 trailer thus far. Well, last of Us Part 2, got to be. Yeah. That's going to be a, a must play. And then, even though I'm not a PlayStation owner, but again, this is just, you know, my ideal situation. Spider-Man? Spider-Man, yeah. yeah. It's, at first, when they announced it and then showed some, you know, basic gameplay footage, I was just like, ah, oh, another open world, you know, web-slinging game. They've done this too many times, but it, it looks really cool. And they failed cool. a lot of times. Oh, more hits than misses. More, sorry, more misses than hits, for sure. But this one does seem it different. It looks pretty righteous. And it seems very polished, which is promising. Yeah. But... The gameplay itself still goes back to the standard Spider-Man type gameplay out of a Spider-Man game. So, so I'm a little worried about that. To make it feel special yes, or stand out. That's what I'm wondering. What um, about you? What really is kind of Yeah, Ghost your of Tsushima has yeah. really intriguing me right now. I I think it looks absolutely gorgeous. I am it does look cool. somehow enamored with that ancient Japan. Um I'm not convinced that it's completely ancient japan though i feel like there's gonna be like some mysticism or time travel element to it or something Maybe it so, just, but it just I, looks like there's something more going on than just i do like the age of ninja setting. and samurai yes very you feudal know? japan you would say yeah and i and so i do like that i am really excited for last of us part two no, or, w- assuming absolutely. that that's what they're calling it is just last of us part two not some other yeah i'm cool with that if that's the case colon something something but i absolutely loved the first last of us and so this one is looking by the cinematic trailers we've got so far, really brutal. Yes. And so I'm really hoping that what we see is some gameplay here. Yeah, I mean, I think the the f- footage they've released up to this point is just a clear demonstration of how story driven this game is, yeah. and um, or now this franchise, now that there's two titles, is. And it's a clear demonstration of how beautiful they can make this game, but yeah. it doesn't really demonstrate what this game, how this game is going to play. And we assume it's going to play the similar to the first one, exactly. But, you know, the the people who played the first one that really enjoyed it are interested in knowing not just how much better the graphics will be. We can assume that they're just going to be much better because technology has improved. But... What kind of gameplay and story are we going to get here? And I think that's what the players are really kind of waiting on. And I'm hoping that we get some of that out of the C3. So I'm really looking forward to uh, that, Ghost of Tsushima, and I want some gameplay out of Beyond Good and Evil 2. I wanted to see more of what it's about. Yeah, they released that footage of what feels like six months ago or so with the, uh, the, the game developer talking to you. And it's kind of gone radio silent after that. It ha- well, they had that really awesome cinematic trailer that was yeah, with very fun, and very entertaining. Profane. Yeah, and I actually really enjoyed that. And that really got me into, okay, what is this? I want to learn more. And then I wasn't it into the you... first one. Yeah, no, it wasn't my cup But of this one, and I wasn't into the, the gameplay of the first one necessarily. But this one seems like it's going to infuse a different kind of gameplay. It, they've shown that it's open world and that you can be in this giant spaceship. Lots of uh, um, scale it was demonstrating. Yes, yes that, that's exactly what they were showing. They were showing this giant statue, this giant spaceship, and inside is a smaller spaceship, and they were showing all that. But it did not really show much about gameplay. And I'm, I want to see what is the average gameplay look like. What are your enemies? What, what does the ground combat look like? Because all we've seen is just flying around. Yes. Now, you being the Switch owner of the two of us, yeah. and I, uh, I know neither of us are Super Smash Bros. We are familiar with it. We played it, sure, but we're not. it's not like our main squeeze. Yeah. But I am curious to see what this new one's going to be. You know, I am in too. In hopes that it is purely new. 
it's going to look the same. It's going to be slightly better graphics and maybe the backgrounds are going to move more and you're going to have more destructible environments, but it's going to play pretty much the same. So I think it the, has to. Then in that case, the biggest interest is just the roster. You know, you'll have your staples, right. but then who's going to make it this time? Right. And are what we are some of the escapes? Anybody, anybody new, anybody unique? And I would not be at all surprised if we see from Nintendo some sort of big announcement, not on the game because we know that's coming, but like a big announcement with one or two very special characters that people will go nuts for. Because really, the gameplay, I mean, they'll show gameplay maybe, but that's not what's going to get people. It's going to be the characters. Yes. You're totally right. Every other game in there still at least has something of value to me. Yeah, me too. Just those ones in particular kind of, you know, a little bit ahead of the pack for me. Yep. What are we hoping for? Now, this can get really wide open. <laughs> I thought, what if they announce, just announce, uh-huh. and I'm saying Sony during their showcase, a PlayStation 5. Would it be too soon? It would be too soon. I still think that I wouldn't put that outside of the realm of possibility because these are just announcements. You don't have to say, coming this. You can just say, oh, by the way, we're working on this or we'd like to do this. Yeah, but the problem when you say, I by mean, the way, we're working on this, is that the sales of the original PayStation 4 will go away. mm or we'll dip, I should say. Yeah, people because start people will be like, "Oh, I was gonna buy one for Christmas, but now I'm not because I want to wait until the following year to buy the newest one." I was talking with a guy at the gym the other day, fellow gamer, and he just said, "I wouldn't be surprised if Sony pulls, you know, a bombshell." Yeah, I don't. It would seem too think soon. It will happen because but... they're still working on getting those pro consoles out. Right. Yeah. Right now, I mean, basically both Xbox and PlayStation are nearing the end of their of their console cycle, but I don't think they're there. I think they're still, still seems a little too soon. I still think they're about maybe th- three years away. That would be my estimate. So they're not going to do the Death Stranding thing, like, hey, here's this thing that might well, happen in the next five years. Well, the this the shitty thing is 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 Death Stranding going to come out on the PlayStation Four or is it going to come out on the Five? Because we don't, we have no idea when that thing's coming out. No, it's just floating around in the ether, as they say. Speaking of which, we haven't seen any gameplay for Death Stranding, right? It's just the cinematic trailers that they keep coming out and confusing us. I assume with. that's what's been confirmed, at least as far as they're going to showcase. So here's something I'm hoping to see at this E3. Okay. Can we get some Death Stranding gameplay? I am really hoping for that. Maybe that will tell us a little more of what it's about. Because if if they even know. Well, and that's the thing: the fact that they haven't shown gameplay yet, it worries me. That maybe they don't even maybe they have this big concept and they have all these art di- designers and and story writers and they're working on it but they have no gameplay to back it up. Just don't become the next Dragon Scale. Yeah, we yeah. don't want all I like keep that. hearing about Death Stranding. It's Norman Reedus. It's Mads Mikkelsen. I can't pronounce his name ever sure. that great. Uh, and a baby, Overlord Whales Space and a baby. baby, and then of course Kojima. But other than that, it's like, what is this? Yeah, we don't. And that's the thing. It's. All so, they keep doing is putting these big question marks all over the place, and we just want to answer here. I think that. it's fair to say in that case, we would hope to get to know more about this game. What better way, in addition to the inevitable cinematics, we're going to get than a little gameplay? Yes. Yeah. You know so what I'm really looking stuff. forward to is Fallout 76. So, yes, this trailer came out showing a vault and a guy with a 76 suit. I thought... For I, I when I genuinely saw, it, I thought, is this a joke? Was this like a fan made thing? Like right. it was Soldier seventy six, and it was like a Blizzard oh. slash Bethesda oh, oh. little funny, you know, Easter egg video or something like that. Mm-hmm. But no, it's a thing. And then I read this huge article, not from a reputable source, mind you, 
um, saying this is just a remaster of Fallout 3 for the next-gen console. And that's not the case at all. So what is 76? It's an announcement. (laughs) Right. Well, what we do know is that it focuses on, obviously, Vault 76, which was, in the original storyline, was a control uh, vault where there was no weird testing or anything like that going on. It was one of the earlier vaults. Um, And so it looks like this story is going to take place pretty recently after the bombs dropped. Like Fallout 76 is going to be, uh, like this is one of the vaults that will open earlier than most of the others. Like the last Fallout 4 was like 200 or 250 years after the bombs dropped. This one's going to be like 25 years after. So it's going to be, you know, maybe an interesting mix. Prequel-ish of sorts? Yeah, maybe an interesting mix of people who were also alive before the bombs dropped and some new faces that have never lived in anything but the vault. I don't know much more about that. The the big question is, what is this game, though? I've heard that we're not really getting another Fallout 4, Fallout 3, open-world-style Fallout. So what does this mean? A little it's more not linear, be a, a little more on the rails? I, I don't know. That's the thing. I have no clue. I could hear people screaming, well, then it's not Fallout. It can be. Well, look at the, uh, the first Fallout two. Shelter game that they made, which True. is very popular. Still Fallout, you know. But speaking of Bethesda. Yes. If Fallout 76 was a full Fallout game, that would be like their big flagship. Oh, completely. But because we're, we're hearing that it's not, I'm wondering if we're going to get a bigger announcement. In the form of? either Elder Scrolls 6 or a game called Starfield that they've mentioned that they're working on, which is an open-world space game. Don't know much about that. Um, I have heard rumblings. That is certainly a hot rumor that an Elder Scrolls 6 will be unleashed, announced. that's been a rumor for years. Yeah, that's true. Since Skyrim. But they keep on, why would we make a new one when we can just keep making money on the old one? Yeah, remastering it, putting it in VR, making it for this console. Selling for 60 bucks on Switch. Still. And the only reason it's selling is because there's no other good games on Switch besides Mario and Zelda. Anyway, my gripe. So what about... In that case, would you expect? Are you hoping for? What's the right terminology? Would you want to see uh, an Elder Scrolls Six? I am a little bit more excited to see Starfield because I... I don't know much about new... it. Hit me up real quick. Well, that's the thing. I, nobody really does. It's just oh, an so open a, world It's more of a concept than a... Uh, do they have any like carbon I, copy I just, of it? No, I just read an article that says that this is something that they've confirmed they're working on. Hmm. But they've we also know they're working on Elder Scrolls Six, so we'll see. Out of all the things that I'm really wanting and hoping for, selfishly, I really want to see an announcement and some footage for a Borderlands Three. That would probably yes. melt my heart the most out of all the potentials. And I'm talking like I'd like to see a new Gears game too, because especially because uh-huh. it'll be basically two years almost. It came out in October of 2016. Eh, they usually run every three years, so an announcement wouldn't be surprising in advance of next year, especially because mm-hmm. it ended on kind of a cliffhanger note, so it's like, oh, what's going to happen next story-wise? But more than that, that would be my my like, my wish come true for E3. Yeah, I actually would really enjoy that. You and I have some pretty fond memories about playing that game, mm-hmm. Couch Co-op, which, what other games are there Couch Co-op anymore? I mean, they're we, not Gears many. of War is one, which you mentioned. Yeah. Which, that would be great if we get another Gears of War, too. Gears of War as well, I should say. Thank you. Um, but I would, uh, more than that, more than honestly, that, yeah. I would love a Borderlands 3. 
one that they put a lot of time and effort into because Not I feel the like the pre-sequel. Last, yeah, the pre-sequel felt like it was just kind of shoved in there. Yeah. I want something that feels different and feels new. One and two were very similar. Yeah. And then the pre-sequel came out and you're like, okay, it's still the same game, but it feels like DLC at this point. Yes. I want something big and new. Yeah. New characters, everything. I would be down for that. I want to see a Metroid game. The Metroid 4 that has been teased. Followed up, yeah, that little teaser 19-second announcement from last year's. And that's coming as a Switch owner who does not have very many good games that he can and play right waiting for now. the next big thing to drop. Yeah, once you beat Zelda, once you beat Mario, I mean, there's a few others that are okay, but I have a hard time spending 60 bucks on a game that I'm the not looking for. Glorified great. party games are just ports. Yes. That you've probably yeah, never exactly. played before. Yeah, exactly. A lot of them are ports. Plorts, ports, Natalie Plortman, <laughs> and some, and some people will say Splatoon too. Yeah, that's great. That's that's if that's your but thing. It, but I've tried it, and I it wasn't my thing. So if, if they could make a Metroid Prime Four, ah, oh God, I think they could do that so well. The way that Nintendo is going right now with with uh, making these amazing AAA Nintendo games, I think they could do something great with that. Best case scenario, then. Not only an announcement saying coming two thousand early two thousand nineteen or something like that, spring two thousand nineteen with a gameplay trailer. That would be rad. Or they could do the whole Fallout Four Bethesda thing and just go and it's releasing in this a few months year in November or yeah, something. Yeah, I think yeah, they did a November release, which was yeah. kind of fly by night as far as games and development cycles go. Really cool. What else do you think you'll see there? I think hope and list? want. Okay. In that order. Okay, okay. More okay. gameplay. Actually, some gameplay and hopefully more cinematic footage. Uh, gameplay would be best for this new Walking Dead game we've talked about. Yeah, recently. we see. Is there still only the three cinematic trailers? There's three or four. I forget. But and they're great. No, like, they, they're I gripping, actually really enjoy just in that. little three minute installments. But we have no idea what the game looks like. Yeah. It'd be great to see some gameplay on that. Another thing that I'm pretty sure we're going to see because uh, I guess it was leaked is an Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yes, I have heard this. Which. I thought they weren't going for every year. Didn't the last one come out? No, it's been two years, I think, Has since it really? Syndicate came out. No, not Syndicate. Oh, you're talking Origins. Yeah. Yes, my bad. I totally kind of spaced on that one, which was which was that Was, a was fine that 2017? That was last year. Yeah. yeah. So they were they, they had this big thing. It was in you know all the gaming news that, that Assassin's Creed is no longer an annual franchised game. They're going to wait and do take two years to build it and it worked for that and then all of a sudden we see one a year later and i'm yeah, like let mm. us miss you a little bit yeah yeah exactly so so what does odyssey imply yeah who knows i don't know i have not a clue that'd be Ooh, od- go ahead well i just i think of super mario Ode- super mario odyssey <laughs> super mario. could you imagine just like you know an assassin like <laughs> like killing goombas and wouldn't that be the most Koopa interesting Troopas? thing if that if that was some, some weird partnership with them and nintendo that they just put like Ezio Altatore in in the exact same Mario Odyssey game. What I actually would really like it to be is if they kind of went a little bit more mythical with it. And you know, Homer's the Odyssey. Yeah. What if it was something based on that? The way that Gears of War is based on like, you know, Greek mythology and Norse mythology. You mean God's of, God of War. What did I say? Gears? You said Gears. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yes. Um, I just, like, like, can we make Assassin's Creed not so? historically accurate let's make it about something different yeah i'm a little more nebulous uh, yeah out in the stars That'd be fun so, what else are we looking forward to in terms of what we'd like to see we have not seen anything from cyberpunk 2077 in a while no we haven't 
I would love to see something there, even just a full trailer with a little bit. It doesn't even have to be gameplay, but just something a little bit more. Because what we got was very cinematic. Cinematica was very cinematic and doesn't say anything about the story or the gameplay or anything like that. So I'd like to see something that's just a little bit more grounded. Agreed. And on that note, even though we did see some gameplay in the trailer, I want to see more from, um, oh, I'm going to forget the title, The Heart Game. Um, Sacred Heart, Rusted Heart. It's set in Russia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, How am I Atomic Heart. That? Atomic Heart, thank you. I Good would point. like to see more from that because that game had me very interested. I feel like what we... I feel like what we saw from them was gameplay. Yes. Which is awesome. I think that's a cool that's a cool trailer. If you can get me excited without doing a cinematic trailer, that means that you probably have some really interesting gameplay. Yeah. And some interesting concepts. So would, I agree with you. I'd like to see more there. Would you want to see anything about a Halo 6? I expect it, actually. I do. Um, Seems logical. Yeah. But I don't really care as much. So yeah. number five... Did not do it for me. I started playing the campaign. And I know people don't play that Halo game for the campaign anymore. It's all about the um, online and co-op. And I just, it, I could never really get into that part of the game. So I tend to go back to the story modes. And that story was so bad in in number five. It was rough. That it makes me really not excited for six at all. I agree. I think that Microsoft really needs just a strong original console title to show up and just be like bam grab people's attention because state of decay 2 or whatever the latest offering versus sony's latest offering detroit uh-huh. become human for instance yeah i mean and then you look back at what was the last offering before that sea of thieves sea of versus thieves. god of war i mean yeah. it, it they're really losing that battle as far as console exclusive so i really hope that microsoft just shows up with something brand new that would be, be like bam here it is that'd be great yeah you know, speaking of Sea of Thieves, I would really hope to see something more come from there. Some some content drops that they're going so to announce. An expansion of sorts. Yeah, so they'll be like, "Oh, look, you could um you could now ha- hunt different animals and you now have these different types of missions and more anything, enemies. More enemies, something other than fucking skeletons." <laughs> yeah. But like that was such a disappointment. I feel like so you need a reason to dust it off your shelf, basically. Yeah, I'm I'm not going back until they give me new content. But I love the game at its heart. Yeah, and so I want them to give me more content to give me a reason to play the game that I want to play. So I'm hoping that comes. You played Bloodborne. The hot rumors Bloodborne yes. Two might be yeah uh, appearing in some fashion. Yeah, that I, would work. Yeah, you know it depends. Um. I cannot get into those games. I played hours and hours of Bloodborne. I just got to the point where I was like, I'm done. I know so many people love that game, but it's just not for me. And we've had a discussion about this before. So I'm not super excited about that. Agreed. And it's not like they're going to put an easy mode on there. I'd be happy for the people that like it. Though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That'd be a real big thing. You know, that'd grab a lot of headlines. It's gonna go, People are going to go nuts if that thing gets announced. But it's not like they're going to have a, here, play the Brandon's a pussy mode and and I'll be like, yay, I can play this and get through the whole thing now. Right. That's not going to happen. But you remember when um, when there was a teaser trailer for the Bloodborne, and I said something like Shadows Die Twice or something like that. Do you remember that? Vaguely. It was like a, it, it, what looked like intestines being like winded up in some sort of gear, and it just said something like Shadows Die Twice. And people were like, whoa, that looks like a new Bloodborne game. But Shadows Die Twice is a quote out of Tenchu. 
Ah. And so people were like, is it Tenchu or is it Bloodborne? And it turns out that it was Bloodborne. So we know that's coming. But it made me go, God, I hope we get a Tenchu. You know, pie How in the sky. How many years later now? I know. Pie in the sky hopes would be, man, it would be nice to see a Tenchu game be announced. I'd be all over that. I love... They would have to do a lot, I would think, to make sure it just doesn't feel like another Assassin's Creed, though. I know Tenchu came uh, first. That's true. But nowadays, I think that's anytime you do a sneaky, stealthy assassin game, kind of the the fair comparison is Assassin's Creed. So I would hope that it could do enough to separate itself from that. That's very true. Yeah, I, I didn't think about that. But there is something. There's something in me that wants a brand new stealth game that isn't the standard games that we've been playing. Like I wouldn't mind it if we saw a new Splinter Cell too. Yeah, I think. People, especially who like Splinter Cell, are waiting for their turn to get it on this current treatment of consoles in this generation. And Ubisoft has been pretty much foreshadowing that Sam Fisher's coming uh, via that little side mission that was, I think, DLC in uh, Borderland or the Wild Ghost uh, Recon. Ghost Recon Wildlands. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say Borderlands, but I meant Wildlands. We yes. still are really hoping that Borderlands Three shows <laughs> yeah, it's up. Still on our mind. Yeah, that would definitely uh, make some news. Is make some a, noise. It, Splinter Cells. Never, never been my jam. It's oh, always see, been like it has been mine, but they never sell very well. No, they don't. But man, what a loyal fan base they have. That's the to thing. me. It was always like, ah, eh, Metal Gear Solid's my thing. Uh, and then just last little piece that I want to mention before we get into like, our, if our wildest dreams came true. There's been rumors of a new Hitman. Uh, you you play the Hitman games at all? Not in a long time, man. Dude. See, I I actually really once again, it's a stealthy. Weren't those the um the latest? installments were downloadable so the way the latest game worked is that you buy the game itself and it came with one mission and there were several missions within that one area so it took a long time to go through that one area and there was a multitude of ways to get through it and that was actually really fun and then the only problem was they said okay we're gonna sell you this game at a lower price point and then you can buy every i don't want to say map pack but sort of right? I, I got every you. new stage you can buy it one by one or you can do the season pass and then you can they'll just, you just download them when they come i don't know how successful that was so the new hitman i'm assuming will just be a full-on game because Plug and play. because if the last downloadable thing was still working they would just keep sending you downloadable ones Good not point. making a brand new game i wonder if we'll see that come to fruition okay well, we got to see more for red dead too we know we're going to see more for red dead of too. course that's going to be a huge presence there yeah what okay now if you could rub a genie lamp and have your wildest dreams come true as far as e3 this is an e3 only genie lamp what would you want to see despite whether it's realistic or not what would you want to see at e3 would the genie tell me that he'll grant me e3 wishes (laughs) no i would like very much and this is not a premeditated thing i would like very much for them to announce the availability soon for public consumption of VR on the Xbox console. Really? I think that'd be cool. I'm sure it'd probably need to be on the Xbox One X. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Another thing I would like very much, even though it probably would be too soon, but just based on how awesome it was, I would love a new Resident Evil game. Hmm. Seven was awesome, and when they did that kitchen VR demo... Um, yeah two years ago and it actually wasn't that little indie game that some people are like what the hell is this just a little 10 minute like tech demo that was such a good marketing that point. was awesome if they could do something like that again that'd be cool but specifically with ultimately leading, ultimately leading to the announcement of a, the next a resident, new evil. resident evil yeah yeah i, really I mean like that. 
if this were like our wildest dreams, great. Realistically, it's probably too soon, but you know they're working on another one because the last one was pretty successful. Oh, it was very successful. Now, um, but you know what I, I think would be really interesting what? is you were talking about how the kitchen demo was just a, a wonderful marketing ploy to throw everyone off about the actual Resident Evil release. What if Fallout 76 is... Just that? Just that. Just It's their kitchen demo. They're They're like, hey... Fallout 76 is coming. Here's a little trailer, a teaser. Um, and everybody's like, but what kind of game is it? And then E3 comes around and it's they're like, It's not a Fallout game at all. Just kidding. That was just to throw you off. We're going to do Elder Scrolls 6. That would be really. I'd take that bait happily. And, and so would I. And you know that that would dominate headlines. Oh, completely. Yeah. What about you? What would be best case scenario for you? Uh, two things that I want to see. One is. We were shown some trailers for a story-driven Star Wars game a long time ago. A long time ago. And that whole project was scrapped. And that's when they were like, oh, just kidding. It's going to be Battlefront instead. And we're just going to focus on this model because it makes us a shit ton of money. Mm. And everyone who was super excited about a story-driven Star Wars game was just let down. And the Battlefronts that we got were not what that player base wanted. And so I would love to see especially after Battlefront 2 sold very poorly, I would love for them to just go, hey, we put more money back into this project and we've been working on it. And so even if it doesn't come out like, it's not like saying coming out in November of 2018, I'd love it if they were like, here's a trailer for the new, a new Star Wars story-driven game. Um, it's probably not going to be the same as the last one that they promised us. I can't remember what that title was. Me neither, but I know what you're talking about. Um but that would be nice. I would like that. I would agree. Completely. The second thing was back in, I think earlier this year or late last year, we were given a teaser trailer for an Avengers game from Square Enix. Yes. And we haven't seen anything from that. That makes it look like the end has befallen the Avengers. Right. Which is weird because then we got the movie where that kind of happened. So it's interesting. Well, it could to be a cool tie-in. Well, maybe maybe that's what it is, actually. Maybe it is. Maybe and that's, maybe why, that's why we haven't seen anything. Mm. Is that what you're about to say? I like hypothesizing. That's a hard word to say. Yeah. Theorizing this with you. But yes. that would be an interesting thing to have. I would love to see a good quality AAA Avengers game. I could go for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Righteous. Those are all of our things that we had to say about <laughs> E3. All that, the things. That was going into it. Please do come back here. For our post E3, our recap episode, but yep. this was all we know, hope, and wanted going into E3. So let's see what this weekend brings us. I'm very excited. It's going to be a cool 72 hours. And we spent about two and a half hours total seeing Solo, the new yep. Star Wars story. And we'll talk about that with you right now. How high were your expectations? Not at all. They you say were they were so they low? were rolling on the ground like BB-8. How well has this movie performed at the box office? About the same height as BB-8. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, we say that, but realistically, this movie is number one. But but I, almost by default. But by default, because it's Star Wars and it's the Marvel, it's, not Marvel, yeah, sorry, Disney. Disney. Yeah. So you but kind it's of expect really that. underperforming. Yes, not only just here, but also. Outside of the States, uh, the numbers are certainly backing that up. It's weird that a Star Wars movie comes out in May, just five months after one of the episodic movies. 
Yeah. That felt well, like it's part of a saga. This really didn't feel like it had any grip on anything aside of itself, really. It was so self-contained. Did it really tie into anything? Nah, not really. But Well, it had some things, but did why don't it do we well? Start, why don't we start large and <laughs> yeah. then work towards some specifics? Okay. Okay. Overall, I did not like this movie. Uh, I was really disappointed and I'm not basing that off of, Oh, I heard this. So it's this for me, or I had really low expectations. No, no, just scrapple that. I'm just going in with a mindset. Mm-hmm. I'm a star Wars fan. I want to be entertained. I did not feel like this was a good star Wars movie, let alone really even a good movie. I was really not that entertained. It had some entertaining moments, but in two hours and almost 20 minutes, I need more than just a, a few strung together moments. I need some coherency. And I just felt like this movie was not, Mm-hmm. coherent from start to finish it was very poorly written in my opinion very coincidental or lazy things play out on screen and i'll give more details as to what i mean specifically as we go on uh characters didn't really do much thought the humor was nice thought some of the casting was way off and i thought it was just all in all a very forgettable movie and my concern going forward is they don't just start pumping out star wars movies and start to do the Disney Marvel thing where that's coming out like every five to six months. Star Wars is an event and you need to give events time to yeah. build up, have a crescendo, have the fallout and build up interest again. The fact that they're pacing them out every two years, whereas they used to be every three years for four, five, six and one, two, three, even to me is like, well, okay, I can get that. It's modern times. Social media is here. People are going to figure out stuff before it comes out anyways. Right. So I get keeping on that track, but Five months after Last Jedi, it just seems like it was too soon. Even though they're not the same, but it, it's still Star Wars. And we'll probably get episode, what is it, nine? Next Coming December. out. Is not this December? No, that would be only one year. Okay, so. They're doing two years. They're okay, on a two-year well, cycle. Then, then, that, then that goes to my point. At least it's a year and a half until we get another one. So we, So we know. So we think. Well... We would know if there was something else. Yeah, they in, in between, they couldn't or... sneak anything in. It's but just, you're right. It why have it come out in forced. May? Why not? Ha- no pun intended. Um, why have it come out in May and not come out in December again, or something like I, that? I don't know, and I really feel like the reviews and the reception is all wrapped into that. Now, yeah. we knew going into this that it had problems, and there was a couple different exits most notably in the director's chair. Ron Howard finished the movie, but I didn't expect it to be this troubled. Okay, so all that being said, I see exactly where you're coming from on every single point because I feel that on every single point, but I don't feel it to the extreme that you feel. Sure. I went in with very low expectations, as I mentioned, and when I walked out, well, during the movie, actually, I should say, during the movie, I was watching it going, oh, you know, I'm noticing that I'm enjoying this when I thought it would be the opposite. I thought I would kind of feel like what is happening? They're ruining Star Wars. That's what I would have expected. Sure. I had a scowl the whole time. Like, yeah. There's been movies where I literally oh, I know. Am, you, like, looking you're up verbal the during a movie well, I was when bored you're unhappy. Too. I was, I was <laughs> frankly kind of bored and then of course why do we keep going to movies that attracts 
people with weird mannerisms. This guy, remember the guy to our right? He was talking to himself the whole time. That was weird. I was just like, and I kept he looking at him like, is, is, is he talking to me? Is he talking to us? And then I'm like, who's he talking to? And there's nobody <laughs> you around You always him. get those people. Uh, what the hell? Anyways. So, but going in, despite the theater experience. Yes. My Maybe it was my low expectations, but I walked out going, that was better than I thought it was going to be. Does that make it a good movie, though? Well, Not being that's as bad the thing. as you thought it was going to be. So does that make it good? I But like, see, here's the thing. I was entertained the whole time. So if you ask me if it was a good movie, a part of me is going to go, yeah, I, I thought it was a good movie. Okay. I didn't think that the special effects were bad. I didn't think the directing was bad. I did not think that the acting was bad. Did the not. hard part is, did it live up to a Star Wars movie? And no. I think that's what you're... You, you can't get away from comparing it. Well, when it puts Star Wars in the title and it uses characters we know and it's of that realm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so, do you think, in your honest opinion, that if this were just a completely separate space movie that was not Star Wars based, that you would think it was a bad movie as as, as bad as you think? Yes. Really? Okay. See, yes. I think that if I were to take all that out, I would be pretty happy with the movie. Okay. But putting the fact that it's supposed to be Han Solo in the main seat there, and it's played by an actor who I think is so far from Han Solo. Yeah. That sure, if you if you say so, basically, is what I felt like saying. Uh, yeah. You tell me that's Han Solo, sure. I, I did feel like Ansel... I'm never... Con- God, I can never... Alden Ehrenreich, it's not hard. I was going to say Ansel. Whatever. I don't. Ansel, what's the other character? Ansel uh, Adams, that, you're thinking of. He used to take pictures in Yosemite. No, Ansel Aragorn. <laughs> that's who I was thinking. I don't even something. know who the hell that is. Uh, Baby Driver. Sure. No, Alden and fucking... Shit. Aaron Reich. I, well, I hate him as much as I hate his name. <laughs> Clearly. Because, <laughs> I, you know, when, when I'm going to watch a Han Solo movie... I've got a sense of what Han Solo is. I've got a sense of his personality and his mannerisms, and so do millions of other people who have seen Star Wars a thousand times. Going into this, I did not think he encompassed almost any of that. I saw certain things where he was like, when he was shooting his his blaster pistol, Uh the way he stood, I was like, okay, I can see that the way he's standing is reminiscent of the way he did in the old movies when he shot it. But the rest of them didn't seem right. The look didn't seem right. He's his facial he's, expressions, his yep, tone. He's his, too short. He's way too short. There's just a handful of things that I just felt like this is not Han Solo. I agree. And so that I think, in my opinion, is the thing that really took away. But that being said, I did like all of the other actors in this movie. I don't. I wouldn't say that I dislike anyone else. I just. I thought everyone else was completely forgettable and no one stood out. Well, what about Donald Glover as Lando? It was almost overacting a little bit, like how he was just trying to make every pronunciation just like Billy D. Williams back in the day and just that smile that it was almost too much. I mean, they they did it well and they he did a good job of portraying what a young Lando would be in my mind, but it's almost just like it was like too blatant. Even like dress the exact same. Well, it's like yeah, I don't know. So I, 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 just, I see what he you're saying. Nothing be- to it, f- to the table. He wasn't bad. He didn't take away, but no one, him aside, yeah. brought anything to it for me. I agree. I think he did overact a little bit, but I thought it was necessary to make it really feel like Lando, and I would rather have 
a little bit of overacting to really fit the character than a lack of fitting the character because you are not matching any of your speech or mannerisms to the original character. Sure. And that's what we got out of Han Solo. Well, those are the only two actors that we had, I mean, aside from Chewie, but it's not like there's real acting having to go along with that. Um, but those are the only two characters we could point to him like, oh, that's right. him or that's not him. I will say Chewie felt like the original Chewie. I thought that was good. Okay. Um, but I did like I did like Woody Harrelson's Beckett. I did like Amelia Clark's uh, Kira. So I thought there were I thought the supporting characters were done well personally. I don't think they were like a you know way above expectations. I just I, I thought they were done well. Simple as that. Fair enough. Now you had mentioned that there are some directing troubles. What do you think of the overall directing? Of this movie, the, the the approach, the look, the cinematography, what do you think? I, I don't think anything. Like, I don't remember. It just was kind of subpar to you? Yeah, it just... it just was very bland. It was very forgettable. I don't like how it just jumped around in time. Like, all of a sudden, they're together on that shitty planet. And the thing is, is like, the crawl at the beginning of the movie tells us about the horrible planet they're in and the vile conditions because of Lady Proxima and how she's vile. It even says in the crawl, it's like... So what makes her so bad? Because yeah. she's a worm that comes out of the water and is mean to people. Like there's no, there's nothing to it. And then we got to get off this planet, and I'm gonna make a life for us. Oh, three years later, it's just like what, what happened during those three years? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and it was just a lot of time jumping, and yet everyone felt the exact same. It just the, the action sequences they weren't bad. There wasn't nearly enough. For me, there's that train scene, which I remember. Yeah, that was good, in I my opinion. That. that was one of the bright spots. There was that showdown at the end that wasn't a showdown at all. It was just kind of like, oh, prepare for a fight, right? When the space pirates are about to rob them mm-hmm. for their quaxium. And then there was no actual fight. No, and it was just, it was like, it felt I, like, just like a big exhale, but like in a disappointing exhale. Like, <sighs> Yeah, I did like, though, that what you were seeing was the beginning of the rebellion. I thought that was done fairly well. Uh, but see, the, I, and I couldn't, and that's that. That's a good point. But that kind of leads me to believe, like, wait, isn't the rebellion already in place? Because no, not at this point. But does this movie, in your opinion, take place before or after Rogue One? This was before Rogue One. I think I looked at so. But the Empire's already installed. We know this because we see some stormtroopers. We some see some Imperial officers. He tried well, sure, to that go, happened in number three. Yeah, I just couldn't get a sense of how far between three and four this one's flown out there. Yeah, so in the sequence, I think it's supposed to be one, two, three, solo, rogue, and then four, five, six. Okay. I th- I think is the way they're. Yeah, I guess they're spacing it yeah, out. These are stories; they're not part of the actual saga. They don't have numerical subtitles themselves, so I get that. So yeah. they can be a little looser with it, but it was hard to follow where the time frame was. Yeah, I, and I it's like a heist movie, then it's like a really forced love movie, and yeah. then it's a, I don't know. I just couldn't get a sense for what the hell this movie was. I do think that it lacked that pizzazz in directing. You know, when Ryan Johnson um, directed The Last Jedi, yeah. there was certain parts of that that were awe-inspiring in the way he directed it. Yes. I remember specifically, and there's one scene that everybody can point to, that you just it was complete quiet in the theater for the last Jedi. And you can hear people gasp at just how like awestruck they were with what they were seeing on screen. You're referring to when, uh, Laura Dern's character turns yes. the uh, cruiser around. 
and just blast through. Yes. And it was, it was rad. It was just done so in just a beautiful way. And so there was nothing like that in this movie where you can point to a scene and go, that was awesome. That was the defining moment of an action sequence or the defining moment of a director really having his thumb on it. None of that was there. It was and just, so the, it was kind of a gray. It was mediocre. Mediocre? <laughs> mediocre. It was generic. It was just, it was very vanilla, which is weird because vanilla is actually such a rich and powerful spice, but we use it to describe. I know. You saw that on Reddit. I you? did. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you. So did I. I was, but it's so true. <laughs> hey, Reddit. We're such nerds. Uh, um, but there, I, I do think that there were parts of this that were directed well. There were beautiful scenes, some good f- cinematography. I thought the writing, you you say the writing was bad. I think the, oh, writing, the writing was horrible. was not bad, but not great. I think it was mediocre, but I thought the humor was pretty good. Yeah, I think the, the humor, humor was, was about the was right okay amount. okay for the most part. I'm feeling with the latest, like in episode seven and eight, feeling like the humor is a little bit overdone sometimes. Yes. Yeah. And in this one, I think they scaled it back, which is surprising to have a solo movie who's sort of the comedy He's usually is the comedic relief, yeah. So... Um. <sighs> so overall, okay, but we we've talked about the cast, so the I'm, story, directing, the writing. What I'd like to do is just give you my pro and cons list. Yeah, that's what I was about to ask. What aspects it, stood out to fast. you? Yeah, pros. I like the humor. Yep. Um, another pro. It shows this movie was basically, and I say this almost as like a con and a pro, but I'm meaning this this time as a as a thumbs up. It shows how we got his stuff, like his blaster, his blaster, uh, Chewie, and the Falcon, like three right. things you associate with Han Solo. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that's kind of in a con, really. Well, what this movie was the an Kessel exercise run. in. You see the Kessel Run. I'm saying how we got his stuff, not how he did his thing. Sure, but okay. I, I yeah, follow you. I see. Yeah, that's all I really got for pros. I really <sighs> do, and I'm not trying to be a dickhole. Cons: this movie was too long. It did not need to be two hours and almost damn near twenty minutes. Sure. Uh, at the end, way too much double crossing within that like ten minute scene of who gets the coaxium. You know, she betrays this person, he betrays her, he betrays them. It was just like too much. I was just like, oh my god, who is walking away? So can I put him? So Beckett betrayed him, and then he knew that was going to happen, so he betrayed Beckett. Because of course Beckett was the guy from the beginning when he recruited him, said don't trust anybody, and who better to betray someone? Sure, the person who told you not to trust anybody. So I told you. I'm I literally like, do you know how many fucking hundreds of times that's been said? Sure, in heist movies, and I totally get so that. So that's when I said like you're the saying, writing was lazy. But you said she betrays him. You mean Kira betrayed Solo? Kind of. How so? Well, she didn't let him. Well, she didn't kill him, but you know she didn't. You know, he she didn't had, go home with him, sure. Yeah. And then it turns out she had to serve a different master. So yeah, I think but that's he because felt the Crimson Dawn. Dawn. Uh thank you. I was about to say Crimson Tide. Yep. Uh, um, Alabama. But that's because Crimson Dawn is so dangerous. They kept on touching on but how But are they? Well, they just tell us these things. Will, and they don't show you anything. Like that's another thing that pissed me off. Sorry. <laughs> they just tell us these things. It's like, oh, just accept it. That no, well, don't even explain it. Like the Crimson Dawn is dangerous. Why? Why are they dangerous? Well, yes. How? It would have been or, nice to see some pieces yes. of Crimson Dawn. And remember Dawn. when she yeah. tells him, "Oh, you wouldn't want to be with me if you knew the things I had to do, or what I've done over the last three years." I'm like, they, and they don't even explain anything. He's like, "Oh, I don't care." It's like, when you just be like, like well, well, what is it? Yeah. Or the, another thing, they tell us that like just ugh, there's too many of them. I'm not going <laughs> to get into it, but they just but, tell us too many things and then don't explain it. Like to be so. Just to finish my point though, I think 
Kira or didn't why- betray him. Kira left him because of the Crimson Dawn because she knew that he left feeling double crossed. But at he least did. He didn't but get- she left basically trying to save him because she knew she- if she were to leave with him, the Crimson Dawn would go after both of them. Yeah, and then she double crossed Dryden Voss and was just using him yes, basically that, the whole time. You're right. That, and it's right. just like, oh my god, who's who, just figure out what you're gonna do. I feel like like I'm a third party and a couple's arguing about like where we're gonna go for <laughs> dinner and I'm hungry. I'm just like, you know what, you guys, I'm gonna just go figure it out for myself. You go do your thing. Okay, yeah. It's too much, too much bickering. Those dice. Are they really trying to get those dice over so much? Do you remember how many times it'd be like this? Here, put them in your hand, and then the close-up shot of it, and sure. then two, like in that opening scene, I was like, okay, we don't need to see the dice effing four times. And like ever since episode eight, they've really been trying to get those over. I don't know if it's so they can just sell more merch. Like oh from but well I think dude, it's those just, dice made a a split second appearance in the very first episode episode four but it wasn't about those it was about what they what symbolized. they were in episode eight yes but I'm because like, remember but this movie has nothing to do with episode eight it really doesn't no but but, but episode now they're just eight trying which to, happened to come before ugh. popularized those dice right like there was there was meaning behind those dice in that movie and they're they're reflecting that it, this is where that starts yeah i i get it but it just felt like it was just too convenient and it had nothing and it shouldn't have anything to do with each other but they okay. did and i, I, mean, I, 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 hear don't, I don't like I that cross, cross platforming the the heist slash cliche of heist like oh we've got a a, a cool crew and who's this new guy i don't trust him and then sure enough day 1 new guy comes onto the crew on the authority of the leader like no he's okay he's with me some people die. You know, it's just, it was such a tired cliche. Like, well, I don't trust this new guy. We've, we're running a tight crew here. And who's this new guy coming in? I have a bad feeling about this. Sure. I'll admit Th- that, that was, was very cliche. Yeah. That was it, super lame. Another thing. It's cliche be- for a reason though, because it kind of works for stories. Now here's the, a, a cliche that they did, but I feel like even within Star Wars stories, they're starting to do this too much. Dude, they make the bad guys out to be effing dumb as hell. How do I mean that? Dryden Voss? No. The, just like any, pick any bad guy in almost every single movie. And they do this way too many times in Star Wars. Oh, we'll just infiltrate them because we're a ragtag group and we'll just wear their clothes and they won't notice. Episode four, they dressed as stormtroopers. Uh, episode six, they dressed as Jabba's gangsters. Mm-hmm. Episode uh, seven, they snuck into uh, the trash compactor thing, right? Yeah. Episode Ro- Rogue eight, One, they did it. Uh, Rogue One, they did it. Episode yeah. eight, they did it. This, they did it when they went to the spice planet of kessel i'm just like oh my god stop doing that all we have to do is wear their clothes and go s- set people free and get well, what we I need mean, and get yeah, out uh, you, you but s- they do it too fucking much that's I, my I point. hear you but maybe it's become sort of a, a happy staple of star wars uh, it was lazy and it was it was the, but but then you i mean okay the same don't thing, defend it no I'm, I'm going to though a little bit because you could say the same thing about Oh, look, the human with the robot sidekick, which is Completely. constant. Wouldn't you know that's next on my list? Is it really? Yes. But but it's constant, but it's done so because that's what makes the structure of a Star Wars movie. It just feels and it's like not they're doing like it for a toy line. have to. It's not like they have to every time. And this robot had hips. But if they want it to feel like a Star Wars movie, there's certain ingredients that go into it. And that's just one of them. Uh, but when you start just doing it by necessity, not because we got a cool character, we think really... Like, K2 was good. I liked him. I liked him, too. This, whatever, L3, 7, or L3. L3 I don't mind her at all. And now her consciousness in the Millennium Falcon, but they never touched about that in any of the movies that would come later. Sure. Time-wise, of course, these movies are like 40, you know, up to 40 years ago. We know that. But how come they never mentioned that 
in uh, four, five, or six, or anything like that when the Falcons when they're in the Falcon. Yeah. No, I mean, I hear maybe you. she's the I thought ship's about that onboard too. navigational system now, and that's it. But it's like maybe and is she's, she in like maybe in she's robot the ship limbo. Siri. Oh, maybe. <laughs> like a couple different things. Okay. That I'm gonna finish up on. When he asks her, Kyra, after a, a fight scene, how he, she learned to fight, and she said, uh, "Terra Kasai, something like that." Terrace Kasi. Do you know what that is? I don't is? remember. No. But do you remember her response? She says, "I don't." Okay, that I'm probably mispronouncing it is the fighting game they came out with like in the late 90s early 2000s back on the playstation one era star wars fighting game where you were darth vader and for some reason you had your lightsaber but you were punching and kicking people it was one of the worst out of like the hundreds of star wars games that have been licensed is one of the officially worst star wars games critically of all time yeah I'm like why would you reference something like that that's an easter egg that was dumb it it's was an like, Easter egg. I was saying they're earlier. Not, it's not like they're going to sell them. It's not like they're trying to sell the game. But why would you? Why wouldn't you just say, "Oh, I learned at like Jedi Academy or something like that," which was a cool game, not this one shit game. Like I was just because like, maybe that's what they're trying to do. Let's make a reference to the that notoriously bad game. Uh, I thought that was really dumb. The Easter egg of Darth Maul. Okay, cool. I get it. Yeah. But dumb because here's why: Darth Maul exists because of Star Wars Rebels, not Star Wars Rebels. No. Star Wars Clone Wars. And he also appears in Rebels. You mean he? You mean he exists currently in this times because that's where he. No, came he's he's back. De- he's dead again, as far as start like going ahead in the Star Wars story. All right. But the reason he's alive chronologically in this movie in the time frame we're pretty sure is between episodes three and four somewhere, uh-huh. is because he actually in some other canon, if you will, right, came back to life. Comes and, back, it's mechanical legs. Yes, and he gets rescued by his brother who we learn is savage oppress that was his real name and he forms his own crime syndicate trying to reach out and hurt obi-wan kenobi and also claim vengeance on darth sidious for abandoning him okay and basically ditching him right okay star wars animated shows should not affect the story why they're they're canon no they're not they're i think they're their own separate thing they should not affect the story of actual feature films it should be vice versa why why not what's the how many people watch a movie versus an animated show? How many people knew that, oh, yeah, that's Darth Maul because of this? How many people it, had to go and look it up? You didn't have to know. That's the thing. It's confusing. It leaves you at the end going, You didn't know it was Darth Maul. I didn't. Uh, no, but I but I knew Darth Maul was still alive at this point. I didn't you just think thought it was, it was someone I didn't think it was Darth him. Maul because it didn't look, the face didn't no, look like No, he got fat. Him. Yeah, he did. <laughs> And so I just thought it was somebody of that race. And I was like, no, it can't be Darth Maul because it doesn't look anything like him. But they're not I was going wrong. To explain it is that Darth on Maul. Film. But the fact is, when I found out it was Darth Maul, Darth Maul, it didn't bother me. I actually liked it more because I knew. I happen to know. I'm sorry, but he's dead. Yes, as that far he as came back. Film goes. But see, no, I, I happen to know that they brought him back, and so which is fine. But if I didn't know that, they it explained would make it on me, a kids show. It would make me ask the question: How is Darth Maul back? I thought he died. So you go and look it up, or you expect yes. an answer in a future installment on film? It does film. exactly what's happening here, where Darth Maul is one of the most talked about things after people well, see, see that movie. I knew that. I don't assume the average moviegoer who saw this film who know who Darth Maul I is. Know, but it makes those who know feel like they have the inside scoop, and those who don't know ask those who do, and then... So what? But what does it lead to? It leads to a lot of chatter. Mm. And that's important in a movie I like this. I think on film, it was a futile gesture. It was cool seeing him, no doubt, but he but was a hologram. they're also bringing back one of the best villains. And if, they, if they're going to continue, which I think they're going to, and I'm not saying I hope they do, but if they continue with a solo 
you know, like one or two more solo. solo. Two. Yeah, I'm, I was trying to think how to say that. A second solo. Which they won't. But I wouldn't mind if they did, if they brought him back in some way. Well, like, if that's they're going to follow the, the canon, even if it's off screen, if they're going to follow that, then they're going to have to make a solo, not a solo, excuse me, a Obi-Wan Kenobi standalone movie, and Kenobi's going to have to kill him again because that's what happens. I didn't. Where do they, they go with this? To. What do they do with this? It was, it was to me, it just, I get it. It was cool, fan service, but it, it just felt really out of place. Hmm. And tell us what the Crimson Dawn does. Don't just say like, oh, they're dangerous. Why? Well, I guess now you're led to believe because he, you know. Well, he, you don't he, know he, much about what Jabba the Hutt does either. Good point. I would have loved know anything. if I would Did you ever think about that? Like, oh, Jabba the Hutt, that's so stupid. They don't say anything about what he well, really he's a does. a vile gangster. That's all we're told. <laughs> but see, but but we my know point that, is, is we that, know that you're, ahead you're, of time, you're nitpicking but, because you didn't like the overall movie. So you're nitpicking on those little things, which when in Star Wars, on the original Star Wars movies, you're not nitpicking those because you like those movies as a whole. Hey, Brandon, do you like Lord of the Rings more than you like Star Wars? Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's obvious. You don't know what you're fucking talking about. Um, <laughs> burned. <laughs> burned you. Okay. A couple other things, and then I'm going to finish because I'm about to lose my fucking mind. I'm getting angry. Uh, the convenience. Oh, oh boy. Kyra, no. The door is closing on us. Oh, three years later, magically, I find you on a spaceship in the whole galaxy. The Star Wars galaxy is yeah. vast. Yeah. That was really convenient. And no explanation. Just like, oh, yeah, I'm kind of a slave errand girl on this ship that you just happen to find get out of here that was really lame that really i was like wow i i'll admit i thought okay that's kind of weird and she happens to be that high up in a crime syndicate sure uh, i'll give you that last thing that really grinded my gears you know what grinds my gears is when (laughs) you can't find the droids you're looking for so han gets thrown in this pit because they think he's a deserter so they're gonna kill him Mm -hmm. and remember again they just tell us that he got kicked out of flight school how come we didn't get any explanation or get shown that? It's just, oh, oh, you yeah. already were saying that it's too long of a movie. So they could have utilized the time differently to actually focus on those things they brought up, right? But what do I know? Um, it just I just remember rolling my eyes. I'm like, this is really dumb. When all of a sudden he starts speaking Wookiee, no explanation. Yeah, He just was, knows how to speak Wookiee. You're just like, wait, what? And, wait, and the thing is about to destroy you. Why wouldn't you say something from the beginning? Like, oh, I recognize this guy's a Wookiee from Kashyyyk. You know, but yeah. instead he waits till the end. I thought he was getting choked. And it choked. didn't sound like it. Like, it was, what he was doing was obvious dumb. just grunting. Yeah. I'll hear you. I hear you. I, I agree. But why, why would he wait till the end? And he never, ta- and he never actually, he never speaks... Kashikin or whatever you would call it. I just say Wookiee. To him later in the movie, in no, the he, other movies because Chewie magically English. understands English. Yeah, the one Wookiee when they're going to Kessel and they're starting oh. the wait. The one Wookiee, well, the one Wookiee that Chewie rescues. Oh, okay. Specifically. Sorry, I was like, what do you get? What was wrong with that Wookiee's face? He looked like a burnt chocolate chip cookie. I don't know. The, <laughs> Wookiee burnt cookie. chocolate chip Wookiee. <laughs> I felt really bad for that. No wonder. Oh, we, uh, I want to eat a Wookiee cookie. I will never watch this movie again. I have no desire to. I I will admit. Let me let me add a gripe to that last gripe of yours. If you if if before we move I think, on, I think I'm done. Is that I did think it was okay. Chewbacca is kind of that like lovable grunt of a alien, right? In our minds, like he's he's this he's big Royce. angry teddy bear. And 
originally they called him the beast and said, oh, he hasn't eaten in days, and they're going to throw him down there and watch him get eaten. So then I find out it's Chewbacca, and my first thought oh, was... I knew it 100%. I, well, see, I didn't. But, oh, okay. But at, when they first showed Chewbacca, I was like, wait a minute. So you're saying Chewbacca is the beast, and he eats people? No, he doesn't. Where is that in... Like, that... That makes me look at Chewbacca completely differently. Yeah. I don't care how hungry you are, but the fact that you can eat people makes me go, I don't know if you're a good guy. You know, if you're willing to it kill... It was a quick turn if that was actually the case. Oh, you speak my language? <laughs> I'm a friend now. Right. I'm a hired hand. So that was one thing that I was like, oh, you almost tainted Chewbacca with just that story that he eats people. Um, but then then I ended up liking Chewbacca throughout the movie, so I was okay. But... I didn't like how me. Ron Howard had to get his brother in like he does in all of his movies, too. It's oh, like, that's not a that. Star Wars signature thing. That's no, a youth thing. just a cameo. I He's didn't dumb. mind at all. Dumb cameo. He's fun. He should have been Darth Maul. That would have been actually cool. <laughs> that that would, would have solved the problem. <laughs> it would have been It would really have taken funny. two negatives and made him a positive. <laughs> okay. So, how would you like you this? liked it. Yo, dude, loved it. Um, it was funny, though. Do you remember a few months ago when we were talking about the month of may granted they started the month of may early because avengers came out a week earlier than planned and we said which one of these three are you looking forward to most or in order and we said in order avengers deadpool solo Solo, yeah that holds up and that actually kind of puts them in order of how i liked them yeah kind of i think good this prediction one on deadpool, ourselves well yeah deadpool 2 is a little bit better all right overall out of a hundred dude i you're like a 50. Oh, way less than that. Really? This was a failure. Dude, you've given some a... shitty movies better than that. Shitty according to who? You. Okay, name one. I can't remember. Of course. But I remember That's you. Conven- but I remember That's convenient. Just where like we the were, Where we were talking about bad movies, and when asking for your score, you go, mm, you know, well, 50. And I'm like, oh, whoa, well, I expected it to be under, like 30. If it's 50 or under, what does it matter? No, it's, it's a failure. either way. Yeah. It's just a failure. I, I, I After a certain point, it's not even worth... I'm not going to say like it's a zero because it was still a cinematic movie. Sure. And it, so give me a score. Like 40. Okay. Uh, there was four at uh, 10 points for each thing I liked. I liked the humor. I like how he got his stuff. I kind of like Chewy and maybe one other thing. Okay. <laughs> maybe. And maybe. Space. Yeah. Uh, I would Final give frontier. it, I would give it a 75. Okay. Which is not I'm not trying to tell bad. you you're wrong. I'm just saying I hated this movie. No, totally. I would never and want to see this I'm not telling you you're wrong. I'm just saying you're I kinda, implying it. I kind of didn't mind it. Okay. All right. We're Good. done. We never have felt so opposed, I think. And oh, that's I fine. Think we because, have. Well, not in a way that I, I've held back because, you know, of your disease and everything like that. But yeah. I really just wanted My to tear it. My liking shitty movies disease. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just really wanted to tear into this movie and you just happen to be sitting across from me and it's not directed at you but at the same time i'm glad we had a healthy disagreement mm-hmm. who won the disagreement guys we need you to chime in and let us know before we get out of here we want to remind you that you can get a hold of us might as well just do this now let's, okay we'll just do this now we're changing things up this is the new era of the random fandom with brandon and brandon podcast email us randomfandomcast at gmail.com hit us up on twitter at randomfandomwbb and of course, please check out all our old episodes on whatever podcast app you're using. If you've listened to any of our past episodes, you know we usually conclude in two ways. First of which is our awesome quote. Nope, I gotta know my own shit. First of which is the shadow <laughs> of the synopsis, which we're gonna get to in a moment. Then we've got an awesome quote in geek history. Brandon, yeah, you have the shadow of the synopsis. It is I'm my duty it to, to yeah. figure it out. Okay. And if you're playing along at home, good luck. So I'm gonna read Brandon a little bit of a synopsis here that I put together. 
and he's got to let us know what he thinks it is. Is it a movie, TV show, video game, etc.? And what is the title? So here yep. you go. The Urken race is an extraterrestrial species whose mission is to conquer other planets. Don't get on your phone there. <laughs> I'm trying to get the score of the Giants game. <laughs> okay. During a ritual called the Great Assigning, Urken elite soldiers are given missions to blend in with the indigenous life forms of their assigned planet, collect intelligence, and prepare the planet for conquest by the Urken Armada. This story focuses on one of those conquerors who wants nothing more than to be given a designation by his superiors. He is given Earth as his planet, but is unfortunately not given the necessary tools as his leaders do not have much faith in him. He is ill-equipped, and his standard issue information retrieval, or SIR, unit is ineffective and erratic at best. Still, our protagonist does his best to blend in, learn about the human race, and ready it for its eventual conquering. Upon his arrival, he also finds that he is shorter than most humans, so his best bet is to fit in at a nearby school. At this school, one of the students finds the truth and vows to stop him from achieving his goals. I know this, but I don't know the title. Damn it. What do you think it is? Well, maybe I don't know it. I think it's either I'm having a movie in my head, but I actually think it's a game. I think it's... Does it have the word human in the title? No. Are you thinking the Conquer All Humans game? Yeah. That was my guess. <clears throat> nope. Damn it. It's Invader Zim. Really? Yeah. Not super popular with me, but I do. I actually... I, I, I still see a fair amount of like people like wearing like show. Invader Zim hoodies. Yeah. You know, when I'm at the Invader Zim um, uh, con. conference. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. <laughs> All right. Are you going to go con this weekend? Uh, well, I was I really going to, to until you told me you can't go. Well, don't let me stop you from having a good time. Well, who am I? I'm like just going to go by myself. So go see it solo. <laughs> ah. I'm riding solo. All right. Well, and I feel like that Invader Zim, I, I should have got that, but man, just not someplace I've ever really gone in yeah. my, my viewing pleasures. I like that show. It's cute. Someplace I've gone a lot is to South Park. They are this week's source for our awesome quote in geek history. Maestro, if you wouldn't mind queuing it up. Hey, hey, hey. What's going down, y'all? Man, fat Abbott, what are you doing on this side of the hood? You know something, Rudy? You're like school in summertime. School in summertime? Yeah, bitch, school in summertime. Open your fucking ears, n***a. Oh, I'll pop your bitch ass. I'll pop a yoba bitch ass a tuba, bitch What the hell is going on in this cartoon? Good choice. Yeah, I really... That's like... Old school. That's season one, South Park. I remember in high school, I used to just make that voice all the time because oh, that was one of my jam. friends crack up. Yeah, for sure. And it is summertime, so go enjoy your summer and listen to all our great podcasts now and forever. And we'll talk to you very soon. I can't wait to see what E3 brings us. We thank you for being a fan of our fandom. And stay geeky. We saw Solo. We saw Solo. We saw so low, we saw So low, flying in a straight line Make castle run in good time Solo flies it just fine Just please stop The crew is in the backseat Solo's picking up heat What the fuck's happening? Time to stop We saw So low, he finally shot first now what you got? 
you won't like Dizzy's revved up and making more Didn't seem to be made Solo wasn't well played All the Omega Ranks sucked Just please stop No one asked for it But still you went and made it Maybe you should just quit This thing sucked We saw Solo He finally shot first now What you got You won't like Dizzy's revved up and making more Ha <laughs> yeah. uh, What a good movie. You thought so. Actually, no, C isn't really even good. You said it's like a C plus. That's not good. It's average. It's great. So between a failure and an average, it was an average failure. <laughs> what was that? Bird noises, but I feel right. Bird noises. Bird noises. Bird Reynolds noises too. Ah! <laughs> Night. Uh, stay geeky or whatever. <laughs>